Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to you, the more effective this will be for you. So good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Hannah Morell. How are you doing, Hannah? And where are you hanging out right now? I am in Salem, Oregon, United States. And thank you very much for having with me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure having you. Wonderful. Hannah is a holistic financial coach that specializes in helping people who think they are bad at money learn to trust themselves again. And I think your mission to help you heal your finances is, is inspiring and, and remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Hannah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. So shall we dive in? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. So um, first, I'm interested um, just to set, uh, you know, the foundation. Who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Individuals and couples are a lot of who I work with. And the biggest challenge that they face is that they may be either internally thinking or saying out loud things like, um, I'm stuck. Um, I keep working really, really hard, but I never seem to get anywhere. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. Kind of that, some of that shame language sneaks in there. Um, and it's either directly or indirectly having to do with their finances. Like it, it, emergencies just keep happening one after another. Um, and it kind of feels, yeah, stuck, I guess is the best word to, to like, I'm doing everything I should be doing. I got the job and we bought the house and like, I'm not happy. Like what's wrong with me? So that kind of internal language is, I, I like to say sometimes like people ask, who's your ideal client? I say miserable people, but that's a little short, but, um, but, and notice I'm not saying that this has anything to do with income. So this can be literally all over the income spectrum. So it has nothing to do with how much we make. It is our relationship with our money. So people who need help healing the relationship with their finances, their money. Wonderful. And I love the, 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 the money approach because it's the most important topic, well, besides others, but one of the most important <laughs> topics in, in marriages and uh, in relationships. It always comes up. It's always kind of like in the background looming. And so it's, uh, it's fantastic to address the issue here. And I can think about, you know, a, a lot of mistakes uh, they make, but uh, from your experience, what are common mistakes uh, they typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Uh, I hesitate to call these mistakes because it's like you can't expect somebody to use a tool they've never been given. So we rehash the same tools we've always heard. We've heard them a thousand times. We've said them a thousand times. And you know, those those pieces of financial wisdom uh, for your listeners, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers when I say wisdom, um, <laughs> wisdom, um, things like, okay, I'll tell you my absolute least favorite piece of financial wisdom is the wants versus needs thing that just, just buy what you need, not what you want. Um, and I, I could go on for hours about how much I hate this particular piece of wisdom. It's not wise. Um, it, because our lives are too complicated and too messy and too beautiful to be chunked up into good or bad want or need. Um, your life is way too complicated for that. My life is way, I don't want anybody's life to be so simplistic that they can, they can 
put everything in their life into two columns, want and need. So we need a better tool for that. And I have those tools. Also, wants and needs are supposed to give us a decision-making tool to help us make logical decisions. But the words want and need are incredibly emotional words. So we're expecting ourselves to make logical decisions while using crazy emotional language. So we are an emotional decision-making animal. So there are ways to make logical decisions while leveraging emotion. The wants versus needs tool, that's the one I'm picking on right now, but there are many, many, many others. So I hope that wasn't too long of an explanation. So No, no, it's it's fantastic. So, and you know, it's, uh, it's so true that, um, you know, we have that uh, ability in us and, uh, uh, but it always comes, comes down to that uh, point of like, you know, if you, the emotion is, you know, we are, how, how many years could we uh, just survive starting to believe that, you know, uh, we make decisions from a logical perspective. Let's put it this way. So, and, uh, and now we are slowly by slowly really accepting that uh, we are kind of like making emotional decisions and, you know, justifying them later, whatever. There's a, there's a huge <laughs> portion often in there and, you know, where the logic sets in, but essentially we make an emotional uh, decision. So that's so true. And, uh, how could we ever miss that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, because we we think that we're we're not emotional. We think that we're hyperlogical, and that's I think that's charming. But <laughs> we're emotional creatures. But so there are ways to leverage the emotion to um, not continue to hurt ourselves with our emotions, um, and still make better and better and better decisions with our finances and with everything else too. So, yeah. Fantastic. Wonderful. So before I ask Hannah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading your word. So Hannah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that might help with that kind of issue? So um, I'm, I'm going to do you mind if I teach it to you, Uwe? It's it's kind of a it's a sure. tool, but it, it works better if it's kind of a conversation. And by the way, I don't know if you just heard that my cat just sneezed. I apologize. There's no way to get rid of him. He's ancient. He's blind. He does whatever he wants, so he's right next to me. What's so, his um, name? His name is Tank. Um, okay. He's a ginger I thought, cat. Uh, I thought otherwise, but okay, <laughs> we're not going in. Yeah, he, I call him all sorts of things, but uh, <laughs> you know, when you get to be what it counts to like 95 years old and you're blind, you kind of just do whatever the heck you want to do <laughs> on top oh, of being a normal cat. So yes, that's welcome tank to the podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I'm, if you don't mind like play acting with me a little bit, I'll teach it to yeah. you as I would teach a client. So um, I'd like you to imagine a scientist out in the wild. So the scientist out there doing science things and the scientist is observing a wild animal. So would this scientist try to change the wild animal's behavior? No, it would not. It would just uh, observe. Mm -hmm. Observe and probably take notes too, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's say that the scientist has noticed that the wild animal has changed its own behavior. Would the scientist try to change the wild animal's behavior back again? 
No, he would he would be uh, curious why why this happened. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's weird, right? Uh, let's say that the scientist observes that the animal has done something gross, disgusting. So let's would the would the scientist write down in their notebook, "Oh my God, that animal is so stupid and so gross. I can't believe that that animal just ate all of that elephant poop or whatever." Is that what the scientist would write down in their notebook? No, definitely not. He would run out of. The, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. No, it just really, you know, it just engages him in to find out more about uh, what, what's going on there. So um, if you're true to science and you want to discover uh, things, uh, you have to explore it. So this is naturalistic observation and it's been around for forever and ever. Um, but what I ask my clients to do is I ask them to be both the scientist and the wild animal. So especially if we're tracking, like we're tracking something, we're tracking a behavior or reaction, or even tracking spending, I ask them to observe themselves from that slightly distanced, non-judgmental perspective. But I also want them to still be the animal, just do the wild animal things, like do your thing, right? Especially when it comes to tracking spending, I don't want them changing their behavior. We want clean data out of that, right? So observing without judgment, awareness without judgment is one of the core fundamentals of my curriculum. Um, the other one is, is resilience. So uh, this practice of being able to observe our own behavior from that non-judgmental perspective is like a superpower, right? Because only then can we accept ourselves and only with that acceptance can we change. But it also gives us exactly what you said. It gives us the power to look for patterns. And we're pattern-recognizing machines. So if the scientist notices the wild animal does something unusual, they would go, oh, well, that's a little weird. What happened before? What happened after? So that is the, the free thing that most of your listeners right now are instantly good at this, right? They, but it does sometimes take a little bit of practice to do this in all parts of our lives. So my encouragement would be to have your listeners um, really kind of spend some time today developing this tool themselves, uh, looking for patterns in their own behavior and observing themselves without judgment. Come the animal and the scientist, a very practical approach. Yes, you can, yes. <laughs> you can do both. No, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. This is uh, whatever the lovely exercise and so tangible. So uh, what is one uh, valuable free resource that you can direct people to that, you know, maybe help also in a broader sense? Yeah. So um, I've recorded a mini class, mini, mini, mini micro class. It's like 20 minutes long. Um, I've made a special website just for your listeners. It's yourworthcoach.com forward slash UVE. So U-W-E. So um, they're going to find a 20 minute class on, and I'll talk about what I just talked about with that uh, naturalistic observation. And then I'll share a, a tool. It's basically just a game. It's called Second Wave Self-Care. It's a way that I teach people how to um, undermine procrastination. So it doesn't even let procrastination have a start. And it just makes your life easier and easier and easier over time without checklists, not that checklists are bad, uh, <laughs> without making themselves feel obligated, without, it's, it's a, a fun practice to begin thinking about thinking further and further and further into the future. So that's there for them. And um, I would, yeah, love to hear their feedback on the game too. So 
Wonderful. What a great uh, resource. Uh, for, thank you for sharing. And of course, we put the link in the show description. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Uh, probably the most frequent question I get is uh, what, what is it like to work with a holistic financial coach? Because I think everybody kind of expects me to just hand over budgets. I could, I slide you a budget, then I say, have a nice life. Um, or I tell you, you're doing everything wrong. And that's absolutely not what I do. Um, everything that I do is trauma informed. Um, and part of that is my job is to eventually not be needed. Right. So, um, so the, the analogy I typically use is I'm GPS. So you're following along, you're driving your GPS, you're driving along, following your GPS rather, um, and you make a wrong turn or you stop at a gas station, your GPS is just going to try to redirect you. Um, similar situation, you're driving along, there's a tree that fell in the road or a car accident. Your GPS is just going to try to redirect you. Or if it can't, it's at least going to say, hey, look out, you've got a 45-minute delay or whatever, right? So as far as I'm concerned and as far as GPS is concerned, there's no difference between a choice that my clients made and a choice that was made for them. Either way, we're just going to redirect. Either way, we're just going to treat this as a new starting point. Um, and that allows for a lot of growth because we're not spending a whole lot of time like digging out, like, what did you do wrong? That is no part of the conversation. So um, I think the biggest surprise that people have is when I say that there's no judgment allowed, that, that I really, really mean it. Like, I don't allow them to do it. And I, of course, won't do that myself. Um, GPS doesn't really judge us. GPS is like, cool, this is our new starting point. This is our new starting point. GPS is just very fast at it. Um, unlike GPS, my job is to eventually not be needed so that my clients become their own GPS. They are able to reroute on their own. They don't need me and I just fade into the distance. So as long as we have enough energy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, no, yes, I love, very much so. Exactly. No, I love the answer to that question. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. So, um, Hannah, this brings me already to my final question. Uh, it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Oh, I've been so looking forward to this answer. Um, so, um, we all live within about 100 miles of my mom. And on holidays, we typically descend on this poor lady. Um, and she typically goes all out, like a whole turkey and all, all the fixings. And we bring stuff and there's so much food. And especially on Christmas, like there's a whole, there's a big event around it. And everybody gets gifts for everybody. So there's a big pile of presents. And this year late in the summer, she came to us, my brother and I, um, and she said that she's kind of tired. Like it's a lot of work to get ready before the day of to clean up afterwards. And she finally, after years of, you know, she's of the generation in America where they just suck it up. They don't say anything about what they need. Uh, <laughs> she finally told us that she needed us. We needed to change our tradition. And it, I mean, our youngest child is 22 years old. There's no reason for us to have a big to-do anymore. So we changed it. Um, we have simple snacks. We each share something that's easy to clean up. We have, we have paper plates 
And this year for Christmas, it was last year, we did a book exchange, which was amazing. We're a bunch of nerds. Um, so we exchanged books and then we sat around and, and read books together. And it was ate chocolate and had tea and it was delightful. And I'm so proud of her for speaking and saying what she needs. And the, the change in our tradition has been absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm grateful to her for doing that. And uh, yeah, that was my Kisbubs moment. So. Oh, wonderful. I, I'm having the shivers right now. So thank I know, you right? I got a little. <laughs> yeah, this is always the highlight of my, <laughs> of my show. <laughs> Such a wonderful question. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Hannah, for this beautiful goosebumps moment with your loved ones. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you, Ove. Thank you for your time. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.